like this podcast is great. Like I hate everything. And I listen to our <laughs> podcast. I'm like, this is good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Having personal transformative events and sharing that on this podcast in the sense that people are coming along with our journey and they're being inspired to, to see and con- confront themselves also. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate how much you guys um, show your heart on the podcast. And you guys are fun, and you're funny. You guys don't know how likable you are mm. as a collective group. <laughs> True. The Big Hormone Enneagram. Hi, I'm John Lukovich, uh, sexual self president with Wing 458 Trifix. Hi, I'm David Gray, self president sexual 9 with 1974 Trifix. What up, it's Emika, I'm an 8 Wing 7, sexual self president with 854 Fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy, I am a self president social 3 Wing 4 with a 369 Trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Don't I look pretty today? You look drunk and pretty. Uh, it should be the other way around. Drunkly pretty. So I don't look pretty? You do look pretty. Thank you. But, you know, when somebody asks, causes a wall to come up you know wow well that you don't you know about me (laughs) yeah you obviously don't think i'm pretty at all no never have no never put the moves on you nope never intimated anything nope yeah have y'all been getting lit i've this is my second i mean i'm lit (laughs) i'm I'm working on it i'm on my third i'm on my third beer so. What are what are your, what's everyone's drug and alcohol plans <laughs> for the evening? Mine is uh, just alcohol, mainly gin. All right, so I'm doing vodka, mixed drinks. I've had half of an edible. Nice. And I, I make some ginseng in there, and I'm considering half Ooh. of a cho- uh, mushroom, a shrooms chocolate. Damn. Damn. I t- I took uh, a little bit of mushrooms, and uh, now I'm drinking. That's not a bad combo. I'm trying there to decide. Go. I've I've got edible hot chocolate and I've got uh, <laughs> mushroom chocolate still. Ooh. So we'll see if I get there. For some color? reason, I'm lying down. For some reason. <laughs> How odd. I'm going to get Alexandra. See if she'll just get out here. Hello, guys. Hello. Oh, no. Not her. Oh no! Oh, we were not. No. We were really not looking forward to you joining the call, but alas, yeah. you're here now. <laughs> Beg John not to bring yeah. you. The, the, it was like, the, can you make sure your floof girlfriend does not join us for this call? <laughs> the repugnant social type. The fluffy nine cloud that is David, Alexandra. Jesus, I, could you put in a little bit of effort towards being here? <laughs> <laughs> Beth, have you been drinking properly she or doing not. anything? No. You just always seem like you have been, though. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good thing? Uh, it is I a very good thing. Coming in. Our sweet little nine, just being sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beth just always seems like she's been drinking. <laughs> wow, David. You can compliment Beth, well, we but you can't back, compliment David. me. 
Um, I thought I did compliment no, you. No, you I didn't, said you, though. I said you look really drunk. I mean, that's a <laughs> no, compliment. No, that is not a... I came on and I videoed immediately and I asked him if I looked pretty. And he and said... And I said he looked pretty drunk. drunk. <laughs> pretty drunk. Pretty <laughs> drunk. You can be nice to Beth, but you can't be nice to your long-term partner over here. Well, you know, you haven't committed to me, and you know how I am about commitment. No, you. <laughs> it's you deeply important to me. Mm. Beth, what's it like being with a five fixer? It's oh annoying, isn't it? <laughs> well, I probably know more about microphones than I ever wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. So listen is, to this. this how does this sound? situation is a five fixer relationship problem. <laughs> oh my god. Hilarious. I think I right. asked him several times, is this what five is? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to Big Hormone Enneagram. This is our uh, annual ritual of getting plastered together uh, via Zoom and talking about the year. Uh, we are joined with special guests. Me, Alexandra. And... Beth. So we just uh, were closing out 2021, <laughs> which was an incredible, beautiful year for everybody. Mm. And uh, <laughs> we, you know, we have a few plugs. Buy my book, buy David's Trifix booklet, uh, do the Dark Arts Academy, and what else? Donate for audio equipment. We've already raised $110. Thank you to those who've already donated Keep. to helping us sound like professionals. Keep keep sending in the masturbation videos. Yes. The nudes. Keep sending in the nudes. PayPal okay, us. You're a little quiet. Okay. PayPal us money at bhepodcast.gmail.com and uh, you can Venmo us some money at E-M-E-K-V. And just let us know if you want feet pics or not. Feet yeah. pics. Yeah. You'll have no. David's feet pics. <laughs> With me grunting as an audio. In the background. Just a live video, a live photo of going, <laughs> This is our fucking second year of doing a podcast. Yeah. So what do you think? I don't believe it. <laughs> it feels like you guys are it's, it's, finally know what you're doing. It's finally. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to make the joke that David, during the Baba Chakra episode, came prepared with some... With some preparatory studies. Yeah, I mean, at Notes. the end of at the end of the second year, I finally was ready to do the podcast. <laughs> so he was right on time. Yeah, <laughs> a queen is never late. Everyone else yeah. is simply early. That's it. What can I say? And if any listeners can tell me what movie that's from, I'll be impressed. Yeah, it's interesting that the most unlikely people to do a podcast were doing a fucking podcast. For real. Now, I remember, I mean, I think I brought it up uh, at maybe the last IEA that we were at together. No, well. Like three years ago? Yeah, 2019 Chicago was the last time was when you were like, we need to do this. And so we started, we were like, all right, the only roadblock is we need to find somebody to host this show with. And then it happened in November. We started recording. And we found Nancy. And it was the best birthday present you could have ever given me. Best <laughs> gift. It's really the, the person that everybody, uh, they listen with blue balls 
hoping that Nancy, <laughs> Nancy will say Blue something. That's <laughs> so true. Please give Nancy space. Censoring space. Nancy's voice. That doesn't exist. But this year was pretty cool because um, I remember listening to our last uh, like New Year's podcast in line to get a COVID test <laughs> like last uh-huh. January. Like, yeah, I don't know. I remember um, listening to it. And so at Christmas last year, like I fell in love with Alexandra last year in September. But like I really realized how deeply in love with her I was around Christmas. And so I remember listening to the like end of the year thing, and I I, I just remember like thinking He's about like, like how like the, how different my life was was going to be from now on, and listening to this podcast while I was in a COVID line, and I kind of I don't know I don't know why that comes up, but I also like you know th- this year has been like very transformational for all of us, mm-hmm. and I feel like we've been coming up with so much cool fucking shit this last year. Uh-huh. That no one fucking else is talking about or has any, you know, that's like, like not just big for the Enneagram, but like big for like human psychology that no one else is talking about. Yeah, I think sometimes what people don't realize is that we're, we're living and experiencing the Enneagram. And that's uh-huh. the reason it's, these insights aren't coming from us just sitting and theorizing. We're experiencing things and we're trying to understand ourselves and what we're experiencing. Um, like, just think about this year before we uh, did uh, the Soul Intercourse episode and how that sort of mm. started a whole um, domino effect of us getting into attachment. And, right. you know, just that started the intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is this a climax? Back and forth. Uh. <laughs> Beth went in there and. <laughs> And out and in and, and out. She, she penetrated all of us. Hit the back walls. Released her insights. Released all the seeds. She painted, she painted our walls with insights. Yeah, the, the, ah. the Beth experience is what really created the friction that generated all the creativity of this the podcast friction? last we year. We want friction? I don't know. What don't friction is what we want. It's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> Sexual social magic. But you know, like a lot has changed this year. I remember early this year, people were like a lot of people who've been typed as attachment types had posted in the group and like, I don't understand. I know that I'm an attachment type, but I don't understand what attachment is. And so to look back on 2021 mm-hmm. and, you know, attachment is this like invisible thing that no one can see. And we've done so much, so many episodes. Uh, to uncover what attachment is and just look at the number of people who now know what attachment looks like and it's not this mysterious thing anymore. Like, that's a huge shift right. that's happened this year. And that came from, I mean, we've done so many episodes on attachment. We have. We've, uh, we've dug into it. And you guys are welcome. Because <laughs> I have had to d- dig into myself and I didn't appreciate that. Nancy, you've really taken one for the team this year. As yeah. far as being the voice of the collective. I'm used to it. <laughs> I'm used to getting railed. Used to taking it, yeah. taking it that way. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I feel like this year um, has been, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's been, it's been um, like we've all been, yeah, living the Enneagram basically. Like, like what you said, Emika, it's like that we've all been like really having a lot of big personal transformational confrontations with ourselves through various things in a way that 
like I don't know. I I don't feel like it, there's been another year that's been so much of a self confrontation that I've ever had in my life, and I, I feel like similar for y'all or some of you, you know, at least some of it. It's been a real self confrontation, and um, you know, thinking like even I like I don't know if for from a listener point of view that we've been giving blind spot as much as attention and weight as it's had on me like in terms of trying to understand my blind spot and the effect that's had but like that's been a huge theme this year is like even though i wrote a fucking book on instincts like still seeing how blind i've been in a blind spot is is keeps you know pounding me over the head daily yeah you know that one podcast it's like two or three podcasts ago when we were talking about um it was something about the ins- oh we were talking about blind spots weren't we like three podcasts ago and yeah. i noticed how i mean like john you can write about social and i can write about it halfway occasionally but i mean when it comes to actually like talking about it in real time like we're fucking social blind yeah like we don't know what the fuck we're even saying and it's so i mean alexandra's roused us on that before just it's like we don't even know what the fuck we're saying when we start just trying to freeform on social it's just like what the fuck you know there's nothing there <laughs> totally totally well yeah. i mean part of before we got on this call i had a, a big freak out with alexandra because you know i didn't feel special <laughs> but, right. but it's like basically like because i can't see myself as a person mm. right Right. And like I like that just net like the sense of me as a person and not as just like the fulfillment of I don't know, like that I'm not just a fucking exchangeable thing is like really, really um yeah. present for me. And but I didn't even see the extent of that until this year was like really showing me how much I just considered myself to be like like I see myself more as an absence than a pre- presence, if that makes any sense. I can relate to that. Yeah, I mean the soul the soul intercourse episode was a big deal. I'm just remembering now how much of it was, it was a big deal to uh to really see myself as a person in terms of what my sexual chemistry the impact that I was having. That was a big deal moment and I remember that episode being one of the most um the episode that got people to respond more than more than anything we've done in a while. So many people were triggered by that. And because so many people were triggered by that, it set off a whole bunch of trying to understand why people were triggered that, which started the whole mm. hacksad versus attachment thing. And I'm looking back on how that episode started a whole chain of events that brought us to a point where we could really understand attachment, you know, yeah, the hexad versus attachment. But just looking back on a year, having personal transformative events and sharing that on this podcast, not only life-changing for us, but it's like life-changing in the sense that people are coming along with our journey and they're being inspired to to see and confront confront themselves also. Yeah, no, I I mean I like what this makes me feel very strongly as we're talking about it is that we all need to like hang out again in person real soon so that yes. we can fuck our shit up. Yes. Oh, the next thing I was gonna talk about uh, <laughs> is all right. So we did like you know like soul intercourse was a big thing and hex had it first attachment was a big thing. Blind cells were a big thing. Some new stuff we did in the pod was the Baba Chakra stuff and then, like, my book stuff. Well, y'all started with the Michael's teachings. Y'all kicked off the year with Michael's teaching. Right. Michael's teaching. Oh, yeah. I will say, 
a pretty cool part of my year was doing a past life regression with Michael. That was pretty cool. Tell us. Uh, you can talk about that. Tell us about Shepard. I mean, yeah, with Shepard. Sorry. In my head, his name is. No, but I mean, it was with Michael. I mean, yeah. If we're real believers. (laughs) Are you? Are you believers? I am. I am. I'm I'm a ha. I believe in everything. That's That's true. That's true. Yeah, it was it was uh it was very cool. Um I I think you know part of part of uh past life regressions is sort of <clears throat> suspending your disbelief. Like you just have to. There's no way you can prove. So you just sort of have to be like, well, lean into it. But I think the I think the only like physical proof that I got was I had like full body tremors the entire time. Whoa. Hmm. Uh which was pretty intense. But I didn't have anxiety. Usually if I have full body tremors, it goes with my anxiety. Like that's mm-hmm. like that's a big panic attack. But it wasn't anxious. It was like I went back in time to a life I had in uh, Scandinavia. Somewhere How long ago? A long, 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 long time ago. What were you? What was happening? I was a, a boy. A chick or a dude? No, I was a boy. I was a little boy. I ran away from home in Scandinavia, and I lived on the on the lamb and throughout Europe. Hmm. It was a pretty exciting life, and I think uh, I think that's actually what solidified my choice to go into science because I really wanted to. Uh, so there were like colleges studying science at that point, but it was like early science. So I don't know what time period that puts it in. Um, but they were all in like Paris and like interesting. Stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Like and so I didn't maybe or something. Maybe, yeah. And so I didn't have access to those schools, but I really wanted to study science then. And at that point, when I had this past life regression, I wasn't a hundred percent sold that I wanted that. And so, uh, what what this regression kind of solidified was that I wanted to go into some form of academia because I didn't get this in a past life that I was connected to. Interesting. For a dork back then? Yeah, I was a dork back then. I married this cute chick from, like, Germany somewhere. It was cute. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was her name John? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Johanna? I have no idea what her name was, but she was hot. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, Do you recommend cool. doing past life regressions with him? Um, I think it, it helped solidify some choices um, that I was feeling pulled to and as a person who like doesn't trust my own intuition i found it really helpful to find that like in other lives i was pulled to it as well interesting so that's you know i can't speak to other people's experience but i found it helpful for that so alexandra is looking at uh or actually before i say that she's looking at all the uh, episodes we've done in the past year what stands out to you? I mean, everybody knows what mine is. Participating and participating in this podcast. Um, I, as I imagine, I'm going to share this with Beth. I'm going to take credit as I, and again, I will share it with Beth for a lot of this attachment versus hexad participation, as I know that being in relationship with me and with Beth has confused the shit out of you two. <laughs> <laughs> so in attempt to understand us, you've been motivated. And it to continues to this day. It does yes. not yes. stop. <laughs> it does not stop. It will be a nonstop confusion about how attachment works. And so um I just wanna I just wanna say you're welcome for that. <laughs> Thank you for confusing me so much that we generated so much content. 
<laughs> uh, I have to say that another favorite part of my, of my year was listening to you guys uh, fumble through relationships. Oh. <laughs> it is the you most like that, adorable shit. I would regularly go to my friends and be like, oh my god, there are actually okay men in this world. Don't give up faith. <laughs> Don't give up faith. We're actually trying. The way you guys hype each other up, it's it's adorable. Just <laughs> little squishies. Yeah, it's just little squishy man. Just, just little squishy. I know these useless beasts are just soft little smushy wushy. Shut the fuck up. That's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. You're embarrassing me on my podcast. <laughs> You're embarrassing me in front of my friends. And we also have to say shout out to all the haters. Yeah. We want you to know that your hate nourishes us and has inspired a lot of the insights that we've gotten on this this year. Uh, particularly that whole concept of the parasocial relationship. Shout out to whoever the you know who you are who introduced <laughs> that phrase into the con- the EU BHE consciousness. That helped us connect some dots on why are these people who we don't know so fucking pissed off about a podcast episode. Uh, really, really uh, initiated us into trying to understand, okay, what is attachment? I want to shout out to uh, all the Enneagram teachers that listen to us that, uh, <laughs> that, us. that without proper <clears throat> attribution. Uh, you know, hey, thanks for listening. And eventually the we people that you're you. teaching will uh, come back and listen to us and hear that like years ago we were talking about that shit before you were, so... And it just so happened that your posts perfectly line up with our episode releases. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> Looking for new content. How bizarre. I get, I get people all the time being like, hey, I think so-and-so might be listening to your podcast. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, this is not news to us. <laughs> so-and-so is teaching this, and they're oh. teaching it with a new um, perspective or emphasis. Mm-hmm. And it seems to coincide with your episodes. So... You know, we hear pretty suspicious. I hear so many people listening to the podcast. Like the lady I had talked to about IEA stuff because my uh, whatever panel was fucked up. She was telling me that she listens to the show. I was like, I'm just surprised, but yeah, everybody knows about us. Yeah, I also want to say um, I want to shout out to Emika for teaching on the Enneagram Global Summit. That's a pretty big deal, I think. I still need and, to see that. Yeah, and it, and you're great. Thank you like, very much. Your natural fucking teacher. Yeah. I mean, I knew that, but I was also kind of like, oh, man, this is a little bit different setting for, for what Emika kind of does normally. And you fucking killed it. Thank you. Yeah, you did. And the contrast between you and the other three was also hilarious. Right. <laughs> I have not watched it yet. smiled and soft impressions despite typing at four. Emika's just here to deliver some fucking facts. And he PowerPoints. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. 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 Organization. Where can what? I see this? Because I haven't seen it yet. I have. I think I have both the video and the audio. I would not recommend the video, but. You yeah, you oh, get to I... see Emika in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I want to see the other people. <laughs> yeah, I'd also say, so like, like that's a pretty big. Um, like there's a lot of people that are like see that shit. So like that's yeah. a pretty big deal. Um David, how did you feel about releasing your Trifix book to, this year? 
Oh, that was good. You know, it, it uh, definitely helped having your intro, you know, being the person that I am, I just imagine that people can just look at the images and the words and absorb it all. And just, mm -hmm. you know, I'm so hyper non-context, you know, that I just assume everybody's sort of in my mind and pro approaching it the same way I am which is hilariously wrong, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's been good. And, and it's been, I've sold a bunch of them too. So it's been good. great. And, and, uh, you know, there's probably still some updates that I would do on some of the verbiage and some of, you know, some of the, the phrases and things I've used, but yeah, that was, that was cool. I, that was one of those deals. For some reason I got a fever and, kicked out that thing in about 10 days and just mm -hmm. did a productivity mode for yeah line to three for, baby for <laughs> yeah for some strange reason but yeah no that was good yeah imagine living there uh, no i won't <laughs> i think uh doing something like that in the future where maybe like more material and i can do a context thing or something like that would be really good yeah like, to keep to keep moving that forward and uh yeah like if if you're listening by the fucking trifix thing already like you have no fucking yeah, business to be listening to this shit all this free shit and not buying anything so fuck you and buy it <laughs> yeah no and, and those Stop episodes those episodes and the baba chakra episodes narrowed down sort of the focus of what i'm doing with my book and so that's mm. been really helpful because i was throwing everything including the kitchen sink into the book you know right uh and so i just need to kick out the the basics you know the four elements mm -hmm. the baba chakra stuff and some of my other you know basic ideas the the animal symbols uh snake pig rooster and some of those things and kind of just uh generate that basic ecosystem and then more can come from a from a second book you know that kind mm -hmm. of thing definitely yeah. yeah so obviously i released my book this year and it feels good to not have to work on that fucking shit anymore <laughs> and sure. i know that there's uh a lot of um spelling errors and different things like 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 there's just there's errors like i i, I uh, recorded reading chapter four for, you know for eventual bonus episode of this podcast and like reading through i was like oh man god there's so many <laughs> fucking mistakes uh, i've made it through three i think three or four chapters and i i kept wanting to make a note of a typo to let you know just because i bet mm -hmm. they're all over the place yeah it fucking sucks i had so many editors too <laughs> Yeah, dude, that was a big deal. They, you know, I know, we know, I know how long you've been working on that. And to finally, like, you know, get that out there, that's a, like a lifetime achievement. You're an author. It is. Yeah. yeah. No, and, 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 I, and I want to say, too, I mean, that's the new book that everybody needs to have that updates, replaces, you know, properly revises all the Riso Hudson stuff. And that's the new standard to me. So everybody needs to get that book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the new Enneagram Bible, and it's clear to anyone who reads the book that this is like you put a lot of research mm -hmm, and, and development. Knowledge. This is a this is something that just you didn't just shit out over a couple of years. You had to refine. You had to become a better writer. You had to have people to clean up everything that didn't seem clear. I mean, 
It seems like you took a couple years just to edit. I don't know if it was that long, but yep, it seemed like a long was. time. So, I mean, just the amount of work that you put into that um, is really admirable to actually get to the completion point. And that's something that you can be proud of. You can be proud of for the rest of your life, man. You put out a very serious Enneagram book. It also gets to, you know, the what do you do once you yes. discover your type, you know, which is always a thing, you know? Yeah. So I've read the book cover to cover, and um, what the difference that I have perceived from that book, like versus all the other books, is exactly what David said, that there is an application. There's like a productive, here's what you do with this information, versus like all those other books that, you know, they have in information and insight, but it's essentially just like a long BuzzFeed quiz that tells you like what you are, and then you don't know what to do with the information. Where John's book really does give you like a, this is, uh-huh. and like his type, I'm jumping around, but like even his full type is spelled out very clearly in the writing of his book because there is the eight sort of push of like, do it, face it, you know? And then there's the four of like, here's like the misery that you need to face. This is the motivation as to w- right. like for why you need to <clears throat> get with the program. And then there's the five element of being very well-researched. Like, he knows what he's talking about. And there is that sexual push that just draws you in and makes it very... Like, I've heard, more often than not, I've heard people's experiences with the book that they read something and then have to stop. (laughs) Either because they need to be able to digest the information or because it gets so, like, emotionally overwhelming. Uh-huh. You know, and maybe there could be like a sexual element in that too, that it becomes like, holy shit, okay, I need to take a break for a second and recalibrate to be able to get through it. And myself too, like I face this man every day and still with that book, there were points where I had to put it down because it really fucking fucks you. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my review. Buy the fucking book. <laughs> face your fears. I love you. Thank you. Be mind fucked. Yeah, get fucked by John. Read the book. <laughs> it's a lot Read of book. people's fantasies, so. And buy the fucking book. That's the only way you're going to get to. No, I really appreciate it because, yeah, it's like sales Sales are like okay, but like I haven't promoted at all because I don't know how because I'm incompetent, all that kind of stuff. But uh, it does feel like something I was like supposed to accomplish. And there's still a lot of flaws in it and a lot of work to be done. And like I need to like just go back and work with my uh, graphic designer, just like do certain corrections and things like that. But I've been in this sort of numb space of like, I don't know what's, what comes next and kind of looking for that. But I feel like all the, you know, the four of us core here and, you know, Courtney contributing, doing some kind of something with object relations eventually. I want to do like an intro to the Enneagram book that kind of replaces a lot of the stuff that's out there. There's a lot of different directions to go, but I think that we could, we, I mean, even just just the four of us could like co-author a really good intro to the Enneagram book that's like, you know, drawing from some of the wisdom of David's like Trifix booklet that has some visuals. Right. That kind of like, what if somebody could actually read an Enneagram book as an intro and like actually know the types instead of it being like, yeah. oh, you get an intro to the Enneagram. Now it takes four years for you to de- deprogram <laughs> what you think you've learned and kind of get a new sense of what actually these things are. Yeah. I'll say in addition to that, as a listener, I know I've been on a few times, but as primarily just like a consumer of this podcast, 
you guys have produced so much this year. Like, it's kicked off with the Michael teachings. You guys are leaving off with the objective personality stuff. But, like, the attachment versus hexad has been such a strong, like, birth that you guys have had this year. And so I guess I'm coming in with, like, a nine sort of healing, take your time to recover and rest thing. Because you guys have truly, like, birthed something very mm. big and very strong. So I guess I'm saying this in response to, to John's book having come out. And David, your booklet having come out, if you guys find yourself in a sort of postpartum depression or whatever, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like be gentle with yourselves because you did just birth something really great and really grand. And that goes for the re everybody else on the podcast. Like this has been a very productive year in terms of content and like intellectual progression. So anyway, that's my piece. My piece is to be nice to yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And I think that there's something like we went pretty heavy this past year yeah. mm -hmm. and i actually wouldn't be surprised if we lost some listeners because we were going so heavy ever since we started the pod i've noticed a shift in a group because it's attracting people that are hungry for more specific deeper stuff and so we ever since 2020 we've gained some really cool members like xander for example this dude's like serious as fuck about the enneagram and has a lot of cool insights and I've noticed even in 2021, that's even continued even further because ever since we started doing the soul intercourse, that things got serious quick. Yeah. So that changed the tone of, uh, I think, the kind of people that are attracted to the podcast and attracted to the group because that just, like, this is not just some shit that we're fucking around with. This is something that we're living and um, not just learning about types and typing yourself, but this is about self-transformation. And people... Uh, who have been coming to the group and because of the podcast just are coming with it with the, the, a similar intention or at least influenced by that intention and that's been really cool to see yeah totally. it's it's refining our niche you know what i mean it's and it's the people that are the real uh converts so to speak you know to our approach absolutely yeah, and i feel like the uh hex adverse attachment really brought in a a new mm -hmm. crowd of attachment <laughs> who who want to like really dig deep into what attachment is and what it means instead of just sort of staying in the you know goody happy land of attachment uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah i think um this is a good shout out for courtney yeah also yeah, who's courtney. been yeah courtney has been amazing house mother <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i think like maybe uh i always remember the episode where where Courtney came on and Nancy basically I don't know I don't know if this is saying too much but like like comforted you on being an attachment type and being yeah like, it is our work to not attach to the hexad reaction to attachment mm. especially because this is you know run by a lot of hexad fixes and types and stuff like that shout out to Courtney for keeping us little attachment chicks oh. <laughs> Just nurtured and loved, and also just like uh, no I'm blasting, but I'm I know blasting. that. Um, <laughs> damn, what was I gonna say? Now I just nined out and oh, lost. It. <laughs> um, oh, but I guess just to piggyback off of Nan, what, off of oh god, I'm getting drunk. Off of <laughs> what Nancy drunk. was saying, and I do think that there has been like a new wave of attachment types coming in. And specifically, there's been a new wave of attachment types coming in to own their attachment. 
yeah. which mm-hmm. I think is super mm. fucking cool because not only have they been owning it, but they've been really empowered in doing that and helping other people own their attachment too. Mm-hmm. Like we're always going to run into nines that think they're fives and sixes that think they're fours, you know, and stuff like that. And I think that it is with the work you guys are doing that more attachment types are going to like, like spread that message and like do that work of like, Hey, there is like a really potent strength in being attachment. Just own it. Like just as strong. It's not just being confused and stuck in the Bermuda triangle. There's a lot of really deep intellectual, interesting parts of us. Mm -hmm. Well, and also like with the dark arts Academy, we're discovering and, and showcasing some of the attachment types that you know people have revered as being hex hexad types mm-hmm. you know right. what i mean and it turns out a lot of them are attachment types like a lot of the greats and people you know people that are worshipped as innovator innovators and all that kind of stuff uh, yeah my attachment kings and queens that's been like really cool because I, one of the things that i've seen people say online is that like at least speaking for myself, that people will be like, oh, John is talking about attachment to make himself feel special as a four or some shit. Mm-hmm. Or there's not a four stuff, which is fucking David's fault, comes from <laughs> my, like, four supremacy or something. And no, it's like, first of all, fours kind of suck. And yes. there's a lot that is, like, that people value, that people value that belongs to attachment types that gets continuously yes. attributed to four. Mm-hmm. And so, so like just trying to like clarify four and nine, I'm with the nine for a reason. I love me some nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's so much there that is really rich. And the suffering I see in like nines, but attachment types in general, is not seeing their own value yeah. and seeing their own gifts. And so it's like we all value actually what attachment brings. And so what I'm hoping through all the not a four stuff and through this podcast is over this is that attachment types can see themselves a little bit and can see like, you know, Emeka and I are these being these hexad boys with no fucking hexad t- or no attachment types in our structure. How that is a problem for us. How that's a problem and how like both of us have, have suffered a great deal for that. And we create suffering because of that. And our types, no matter like all of our types, like, yeah, everybody like is an asshole and you got to like watch out for everybody. But at the same time, like everybody is suffering. Mm-hmm. And they're creating suffering from their own suffering. And so at least like this attachment versus hexad thing, like I'm learning all these ways that I was not adaptable mm-hmm. and didn't know I was not adaptable and didn't like, I'm not sitting there thinking like I'm resisting everybody. Sometimes I am, I'm four, but like there's ways that I just was like not aware of how human beings did things. And it had to completely do with my cutoffness. And how much suffering that's created. So I'm hoping that like attachment types that listen to this stuff, because there are a lot of attachment types, uh, and that's not a fucking bad thing that there's a lot of attachment types. It's a necessary thing. Necessary. Yeah. We would have no relationships without attachment types. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they, they can see themselves and see their strength and own it, and not not get fall prey to like some of the like the issues that we see when we confront the the not a four stuff, which is not feeling unique, not feeling valued, all this kind of stuff that comes up for, I think, especially attachment types, is that, like, this is a podcast that, in a sense, is, like, has been about evaluating attachment types for the last year. Yeah. And even last year, we did Making Nines Great Again. So it's funny that people would think that you 
uh, have something about trying to make yourself feel better by talking about attachment. It's like we literally were the first and only ones to talk about we need to make nines great again. And hopefully, I mean, doing all these typings and trying to understand people through the Enneagram has been this thing of realizing that if you want to understand human beings and what it is to be mean to be human, and then you need to understand attachment. And we right. were so in the dark about attachment. And that's been such a huge motivation to not only understand attachment types, but if you understand attachment types, then you understand human beings. Right. Also, you know, for the people that think we're arrogant or whatever, you know, it's been, we've said it before, but I mean, <clears throat> this was like a, humbling learning experience mm-hmm. you know all of it all of that attachment versus hexad stuff it's like oh my god you you got to see us kind of get hit with this tidal wave uh of revelation about how vastly different worlds these were yeah and i i really appreciate how much you guys um show your heart on the podcast because I feel like you could easily just talk about this from, like, up here, your little yeah. intellectual space. Mm-hmm. And instead, you really get into the nitty-gritty, like, with everybody else. Yeah, 100%. It's like um, the Soul Intercourse episode. People came in to say, oh, it's really brave to put yourself out there and be vulnerable. And I don't, I didn't really see it myself being overly vulnerable because I, for me, it was like what the insight that I gained from that experience was too big not to share. Like, how would I not talk? And it's not just my experience. It was pointing to something much larger than me and which is the whole point of this podcast. And so, yeah, on one hand you could say, you know, it's putting yourself out there, but it's like, I'm, I'm living this stuff. Anybody who listens to this podcast or follows the group has to at some point realize like, this is not, a fucking hobby. This is right. this is actually my life. I'm I'm trying to confront myself and grow and develop with my friends with what we're doing. And so my lived experiences are going to feed into this show, obviously. Absolutely. I want people I want people to learn from what I've learned. This has been such a laboratory for kind of contextualizing right. all the bullshit in my life. And, um, yeah, like also I want to say a couple of weeks ago, I had like a major fucking betrayal and it's just sort of the, uh, the icing on the cake of a whole bunch of things falling apart. And like, it's all related to my blind spot and all this other stuff. Right. Um, but you know, and I'm including Alexander in this, of course, but just like y'all have been so there for me and shown me what real love and friendship and connection are. And uh, it's been a real learning process of like what's fake connection versus where real connection is. My former best friend, uh, you know, like I didn't question them in a naive way. And there were signs all along that there was there was bullshit. But and then I was betrayed in a really monumental way. And then but then with y'all like like, you know, that made me think like reevaluate all the relationships I have in my life. Right. Like, oh, I'm so fucking naive. but reviewing with y'all there are no red flags you know what i'm saying like i had to evaluate that but it's like like i know i can trust you guys it's just instinctively and you know there's a certain heartbreak in like when you have like a naive idealism that oh maybe there's no place for this like something that feels precious to be in the world anyway 
And so I know with the people here that that actually exists and can be in the world. And it's, it, it's, it's not where I thought it could be, but I'm getting a clear picture of where it actually can be. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I love you fucking idiots. <laughs> we love, love you, you too. too. Love you too. <laughs> I also want to I want to say shout out to we just did an episode about their system the objective personality people. I want to say shout out to them because it's not every day you get to see people who are in a somewhat similar field who are taking it seriously and like putting in the work also have great intentions to to self develop and are also not afraid to do original things. Um seeing them do their thing it's just a couple pumping out videos every week. And seeing how much people are responding to them uh, is what inspired, you know, Dark Arts Academy. And in terms of, hey, like, we've been thinking about teaching typing for a while. We can make weekly videos. Um, All right. You know, it, so just seeing that, I just want to say shout out to them because they work hard. And all the bullshit that we've kind of had to deal with, with all the people drama, they've shouldered that shit. And they've been doing it for five plus years. It's like, you know, doing original work in the personality typology mm. field shout out to those guys that shit's not it's just not easy yeah so what are their names oh david and shan that's that's their names david hopefully and shan. they'll be on the show at some point but yeah they they deserve some props because somebody started a group what was the name of the group it was we hate o- ops something like that like a group wow. specifically respect i know right <laughs> and uh i was like what is the difference? What's going on? The thing about them that's admirable is that they they are really nice people. I think people don't come for us because they know there's nothing stopping us from meeting them in the comment section to blow blow their whole shit up. We're not we're not above that. <laughs> but they're generally like pretty wholesome, nice people, and I think people maybe feel more emboldened to take shots at them. Whatever. This podcast is made up of a uh, tier one Delta Force uh, <laughs> commenter operators that will uh, annihilate the comment section. Fucking annihilate! I remember fucking idiot had commented about the the pod in some group saying that we were disgusting or something, and I I already had information on the guys, so I just went in on his whole whole existence. No, no, no! You're disgusting. So that's actually a compliment to us. Thank you for your hatred. <laughs> So I have to use the bathroom, but I want to ask you guys when I come back, or I'm putting that out there because I'm, I know, you know, it'll escape my drunk brain. But uh, I'm pretty drunk. But uh, <laughs> about dark arts, I want to ask about dark arts and how that experience has been. So oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I also need to like watch the dark arts stuff. Yeah, we need to get you in on the. We'll yeah, we can get you a free yeah, membership. Se- yeah, I don't think I've seen any of it. It's pretty good yeah. stuff. You're missing out. So I obviously am missing out. Yeah, we heard that uh, people had a watch party for the Christmas special episode. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, like yeah. it's just really cool to see people um, actually responding to it and like really being entertained and and educated by it. And this is just what we do on a weekly basis. It feels really good to have that going. How do you guys? Uh, this is repugnant social type. Uh, yes, question how do you guys feel about the social aspect of doing dark arts academy because joseph is very social and he's making you guys show your faces and you guys uh-huh. seem to have a good chemistry between the three of you guys and i think like that's a as a social type i think like that's part of the appeal in watching you guys is watching you guys just like fuck around and 
you know, talk shit and, and, you know, just like play with each other and type these people. I mean, appearing on video is just one of the the challenges I've set for myself to just to get over it because if we can, you know, just doing video is not me doing the follow-up sessions. Like it's still kind of like every time it's like, oh fuck, but I need to (laughs) get over it because I mean, doing this podcast was similar deal where it's like, man, I'm going to be recorded. And then eventually like a couple months later, it just felt natural. So I know Mm -hmm. that I'll eventually get there with video. So yeah, it was initially uncomfortable. Just you know, being on camera is not something I, I desire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing same. with Joseph; he's been pushing us in those social ways. Like even yeah. starting the group, none of us really wanted to do that, but it worked out. Uh, eventually, we'll be comfortable with being on video. The yep. podcast and that has been like, wow! I didn't know what people actually gave a fuck to this degree <laughs> to want to like you know crazy that people want to hear you right (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) yeah shout out to joseph especially you know to both for eu and the dark out dark arts Mm -hmm. academy you know Mm -hmm. because um me and emica are just so kind of separate (laughs) <laughs> separatists you know yeah. <laughs> and just to realize just the stupid social last thing of not even realizing that three people working together would get a better product so to speak and more accurate and you know just working with people is uh it's gonna increase and augment you know what you're doing and and just make it make it all better uh, you just don't even realize that as a mm. social blind, and especially when you've got, you know, hexad types, I guess, or whatever in the in the works there. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, and uh, it's been an adjustment for me, of course, as well to you know be on video, and you can still see that with my lighting style. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've I've come a long way. I've come into the light just a bit more. I'm 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 working my way towards the light. Are you still in sun. bed? I'm not in bed. Oh my never, god. I don't think I've ever seen on. you yeah. on camera not in bed. I actually am on camera and I'm sitting in a chair. I'm I'm actually You're upright? I, I'm upright. I, I am look shocked. Like a person. I look like a person. Don't believe it. Yeah, biggest takeaway from David's monologue is that he realized other people can actually have a positive impact <laughs> on his existence. On his existence? It's amazing. Oh my god. You should see my DMs. You should see <laughs> I don't want to. I would get jealous. Yeah. I would like so to invite kind of all the women to attack David. <laughs> uh, so yeah, women no. come out of everywhere. Give, give uh, I am David facing nine your attention. Blow up the DMs. I am David's great. pimp, so you must give me money <clears throat> first, and then you can attack David. Yeah, yeah that's I've a got, good plan right there. Well, we need I to can, wash out I, some of the shitty attention you get, David. So yeah, exactly. Let him have better it. attention. Yeah, 2022. <clears throat> we're upgrading the attention David gets. Yes, I'm having fun, so I'm not like, oh, we need to wrap up the episode or anything like that. Uh, but thinking in terms of episode, things I would like to talk about is like, uh, both what it's been like this year working together and then, uh, future ideas or projects or hopes or whatever. And I'm including, uh, Beth and Alexander in this. It's been really fun being with you guys and working with y'all. 
and it just feels like we get deeper and deeper and uh it's like kind of it, like on one hand to me it feels like um feels like our strengths come out more clearly and so this is kind of funny there was a group chat that Alexander and I were on with with these fellows and ladies that uh developed prior to our relationship and so like one of the things that like I'll say is like I like I've never had any kind of sense of rivalry with anybody except that I would see that Alexander would laugh at Emika's jokes <laughs> and she'd make a laugh react and I'd be like what the fuck like my joke what was funny. does she think she's doing Exactly. Yeah, before there was anything romantic, there was just this like thing of like I gotta make her laugh, and like a lot of my interaction was like gotta make Alexander laugh, and then I would like check everybody's like uh, messages or whatever to Ooh, see that's so, so to, to see their reactions <laughs> and be like, and she'd always react like laugh react to Emika, and I was like, I mean, I was like, but Emika's funny, but I mean, he's like he's like not that funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Why did you think I was funny? You know, anyway. But besides that, like, like what I'm getting at is that I don't like I I've seen a lot of people try to turn us into rivals. I don't know if really? you've seen that. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I have. I haven't seen that. Yeah, like like trying to like like make some drama between like about Emma and I being like uh, you know four five eight trifix or whatever. Oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. With I David guess pe- and I even like I've seen people make little like accusations or like little like digs or little like things and like try to like make us all rivals and it's like i feel like as we get deeper we see more clearly like what we all bring to each other right and that there's an irreplaceable quality that we all have with each other and you know like if one of us was to like fuck off on the podcast the podcast would die yeah Yeah. it'd be very different yeah be very different so uh yeah it's like it's great working with everybody and like like you know i was listening to the objective personality podcast the other day and like I can't remember what you said, Emika, but you were like, yeah, I take whatever the fuck David and John say and I make it usable. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what you're there you go. So, yeah. And then we were, like, on that same podcast, I think we were joking about how people are like so thirsty for Nancy. Right. Because she like humanizes and, 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 and renders it like real. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And then like yep. David and I have like different introverted, intuitive, whatever it is, like right. where we come from and, you know, and, and then, like, Emika, you've got just this, like, yeah, like, you're always looking at utility in a, in a way that's, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. you know, how do we shape this? How do we bring this to something? How do we move it forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, like a... Super practical Virgo Mars. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of like being a bridge because you do have to have some kind of intuition, but how do you ground that intuition in something that people can actually use and, right. like, an experience that somebody can actually do something with and never also, mind his ridiculous editing skills yeah no exactly i wanted to say that too is like uh for people listening like no one has any idea how much work emica does like yeah. i don't even know how much work emica does but i can't yeah i don't even want to know yeah, I'm no one wants to know sure. only beth knows how much work <laughs> it's like a, it's like a like full major. day isn't it Eight it hours. is a it is a full day i mean it's a full week <laughs> <laughs> She she was always counting based on how many days where I'm like I can't we I'm editing you know like days yeah. where we can't do anything because I'm editing, but I mean it it is a labor of love because this is something I care deeply about obviously and I want it to sound good and also there's this feeling of putting out something that you know people are gonna listen to a hundred years from now 
you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and so there's a sense of like, this is our life's work. So mm-hmm. I want it to be good. I want it to be something that I like listening to that everybody else that I, that was on it likes listening to. So comes to mind I, immediately is that like overlap between, um, self-press social and eight. Mm-hmm. That you have yeah, this I, like very practical edge to you. You've like right. in a lot of ways, obviously the content is like split between all four of you, but in a lot of ways you're the one that's actually like materializing right. it by doing all of that editing. Right. By like I mean, I remember David, do you remember our episode together where we were both mutually like, mm, this is not gonna be usable? Yeah. We're both just like <laughs> he's probably gonna nining. throw this in the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're both just like nining out the entire time and like we both mutually, I think separately but mutually were like, This is garbage. And then Emika no. made it into something that made sense. No, <laughs> and, and then cool. I listened to it and it actually was good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, was. that is some eight, five stamp magic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, like, even for the sake of listeners, like, we got to, we got to, you know, figure out, like, how to, like, make some money with this shit. But, like, oh, we have to. Yeah. yeah. Like, send, yeah. send Emika some money, specifically, like, label yeah, it solely Emika. Emika. <laughs> because it is he does like, all the work totally. he does so much work and we it's just show like, up once a week and none of us could do it <laughs> yeah like no. we're so fucking useless oh, i would never be able to do it and it would no. take me <laughs> six months to do one episode <laughs> no it would take longer <laughs> i wouldn't be able to find two, anything two years, useful maybe. in it yeah. uh, i'd be like there's nothing have useful. to come prepared for the episode david <laughs> <laughs> it is it is kind of a cool experience to like actually well because it's hard for me to even remember what we talk about but then actually go back and listen to it mm-hmm. as hard as it that is for me to do to go from like all right i and then get to something where it's like i am really enjoying this conversation it's pretty cool because the before and after i do, i see it every week and sometimes it takes a little bit longer but i know that on the other side is people that are not just to have the information but i have like the the experience of hanging out with us which is like this right. is what it felt like to be in that conversation yeah you have such a like a artist's ear mm-hmm. and you um and, you know another element to this too is like for some financial tax something or other i had to like go through and calculate how much i made this year and i was like <laughs> really like oh my god like in just di- abysmal and right the way things are so unstable, like I can't imagine myself in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. in terms of like how things are going to go, like everything, nothing makes enough money. Everything's getting more expensive. The world's collapsing. Environmental change, all this kind of stuff. And so, like, there's a lot of books out there that suck on the Enneagram, and there's a lot of uh, there have been a lot of trainings, and some of them uh, are very expensive, and they still suck or have the wrong information. And so. You know, there's nothing, uh, rep- nothing replaces like actual practice and a certain kind of study, but that we've like left this free shit out there for people right. to pe- put the pieces together is actually like a really important thing. And it's, it could easily be abused, but it is really important. And, uh, you know, like that would not have come into birth without Emika's effort. Thank you. I take it for granted that this is, this is has a huge impact on a lot of people's lives. I mean, a podcast is a big deal to a lot of people. It's not like we have a fuck ton of listeners, but we have a lot of listeners who listen to like the whole thing. Right. And we grew more than twice as much. Like, I think it's two and a half X this year. Cool. That's crazy. 
You know, so it's not like we have a huge listenership, but we have a very passionate listeners, you know, uh, listeners. And I'll be uh, so bold to say that I imagine the majority of the listenership is attachment type. Yeah. So honestly, like attachment is just a fucking network. So it's just going to keep spreading. Mm-hmm. You guys are potent and relatable and just ever growing. I think your listenership is just going to keep growing too. Help us out, yeah. our attachment friends. Oh, speaking to that uh, social type, whatever, or social on the Dark Arts Academy, mm. one of the aspects, and I'm just speaking as a repugnant social type, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is that one of the aspects of this is seeing when you guys, because you guys all have four-wing three fixes, the three of you. Yeah. Hardcore. Oh, yeah. So to see you all mutually pause in disgust and then laugh <laughs> by making fun of whatever you're disgusted by, it's yeah. just like, it's really endearing, actually. Like, I can't remember what the last one I watched. I think it was, oh, it was something Michael Jackson said. Some airy-fairy bullshit that he said. The three of you paused, and, like, your <laughs> eyes widened mutually, and you all <laughs> fell forward laughing. And it was the best. It was the best. And yep. then, of course, there was that little moment where, David, you grabbed your smushy little kitty and dragged her across the camera. And I... John can tell you, I like stopped everything to get that on recording. <laughs> oh my god, I need David to see cat. this. She, I need uh, to see she... David as a human. Yes, Uh-oh. to see him no be way. his little, his lover. little smushy self. Yes, just his little cat lover self. Mm. All right, so uh, last thing I want to get squeezing the episode, unless there's going to be two or three or four twenty episodes, <laughs> is. Uh, what what we have coming up for 2022 uh, in terms of ideas or projects or anything like that. Um, and I'm including Beth and Alexander in this. Beth and I should have a triple hexad roast session. <laughs> oh my God, can I be in on this? <laughs> there you can go. I please we'll, we'll, be in on we'll this? Be make, we'll make sure that after your roast session is done, then John and I will follow <laughs> that up with the atomic bomb roast session <laughs> and then we'll go back on and talk about how none of that makes any sense yeah exactly it'll be like you don't actually understand it sorry i think like just kidding but i'd do it <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but not kidding yeah <laughs> so one thing i want to talk about in 2022 i fucking hate saying that 2022 yeah. is uh I feel like there's a lot more to excavate around sexuality and like mm-hmm. what real s- present sex is and and love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Alexander and I have been going through it in terms of trying to unpack what happened with our fucking past relationships mm-hmm. and what is going on with us. You know, we both have a lot of wounds from our past, but also that led us to our past. And there's a lot of perspectives mm-hmm. that I think that both of us and I think everybody wishes that they had going in. That I think that the Enneagram and Instincts and all this other shit could be a really good lens to explore. That, you know, like, real uh, good sex, like sex itself, is rare as fuck. It's, oh, yes. yeah, for sure. it's extremely for sure. rare. It's why a lot of women even say they're... Low they don't libido. enjoy sex. Yeah. yeah, and low libido and shit because they're not even attracted to their partners, and the part their partner doesn't know what the fuck yeah. they're doing. Yeah, John yeah. and I were talking yesterday about how 
sexuality in men is also not fully embodied by most men. Mm-hmm. Right. How there exactly. is like an integrate, and I guess this harkens back to what Curtis was saying that there needs to be like an integration of the feminine or whatever. For sure. I think men can have like a restriction of femininity. Right. That, that yeah. makes them like not as like loose and fluid and responsive and, and, mm-hmm. and playful. And playful, yeah. So they'll yeah. fuck, but it's like from a machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that'd yes. be interesting to explore next year. That'd be, it's kind of like on some level continuation of what the soul intercourse right. uh, yeah. series inspired, which is like, you know, what is sexuality from a real present place? I started following all these different uh, sex educator type accounts on uh, Instagram. Mm. And some of them are like specifically toward men. Because I was curious. I was like, I'm learning all this stuff about sexuality with Alexandra. <laughs> and no way true. okay fine it's true my sexual <laughs> blindness was coming out and i got shy <laughs> saving this for marriage sex we have Nothing is crazy like this happens nope the, no sex the Only sex animal. alexander and i have is insane <sighs> yeah it is it really is and so anyway <laughs> so anyway yeah brian's about to walk in the door in two minutes and i'm is just it? gonna be like hey tell me about the sex we have <laughs> Alexander, is it? Yeah. Yes, John, it really is. Don't make me talk about this right now. <laughs> anyway. Sexual type here. Wanting to get some props. Yeah, going against the social self-prez that doesn't want to talk online about how... Did you see her, like, shut it down, like, so automatically? Like, no, no, it's really normal. It's really... You know. It's totally fine. <laughs> so anyway, the way we lay it down... <laughs> is really amazing, but it's like it feels like it's not just like oh we have great sex whatever who cares, <laughs> but like I feel like there's a lot of things like maybe this is my blaster, but there's a lot I feel like that we've learned with each other, that I feel like would be really useful to explore and unpack, and especially around like like I was saying I was following these people on Instagram, and a lot of them are like men listen to your partner, men listen yeah. to how to like touch her and ask her questions, but it's like. A lot of men don't even fucking know their own bodies. Mm, you know what I'm right. saying? They, they don't, don't know how to be present like. to their own bodies so that the listening would not almost like land on anything because it's like, mm-hmm. uh, what do I do for my head center? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I feel like we have a lot of cool shit around sexuality and like helping people to uh, have really good connected sex um, that would no other pod, no other Enneagram podcast would touch. Alexander, what do you want to no add? No comment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I agree. I would love to do, uh, like, maybe, like, love line episodes where Alexander and I give love and sex advice. (laughs) Not that I think that we have got to figure it out, but, like, I just think we'd be, like, Alexander's social instinct. That's exactly what Alexandra wants, is sex advice. Anyway, in in 2022, uh, I I, I think I want to pressure Alexandra to do some of her, like, reality TV observation shit. Oh, jeez. I think yeah, that would be good actually. That's that'd be cool. And I want yeah. to hear do more astro- like I think she, I want to do a pod where she comes on and does all of the four of our compatibility. Actually, Absolutely. I would do that. Yeah, yeah, that would be ideal actually. I would do that. I think it'd be fun to talk about how compatible yeah. you guys are and what activates who who activates who and how you activate who. I've and already looked at I can't remember, I can't recall it now, but David, I've looked at David's chart with John's how no, good I mean, lovers we'd you. be. That's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I've seen how just like, and this was a while ago, so it'd be fun to look at it again, but I was looking at all of your like synastry charts together, which is just yeah. like how you guys activate each other. Uh-huh. And it is pretty loud and accurate. Oh, <laughs> oh interesting. Yeah. All of the That's dynamics. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It'd be fun to talk about. No, I'd love to see that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember any of it now. I know that John and Emika's is basically like party town. <laughs> yeah. The two of you were just like, expand, 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 yeah. activate, activate, activate. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Whereas I'm a more sensual lover with Emika and John. <laughs> and I actually care about their needs. That's no, right. We don't, we don't care about yes. needs. You listen to your body, David. <laughs> Any sweet cat lover is going to be a good lover. Uh, right, John? Right. A <laughs> man that loves cats yes. and or cats love him? Yeah. That's a good man. That oh, is yeah. that is way, extremely accurate. Way up in the pussy cat. <laughs> what, is, what does it mean if you're allergic to cats, though? Uh, it means you're not a good man. Oh, well, yeah. we already knew that, though. You gotta love pussy. <laughs> yeah, this is not... <laughs> you lack pussy. Hey, somebody's gotta play the role of the devil here. <laughs> the one that, that makes no, people stop talking to you and sharing secrets with you because they know that you're connected to Empaka. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I know what that's like. People have stopped sharing secrets with me. I'm definitely uh, blacklisted because I'm connected uh-oh. to Emika. <laughs> well, it's like, it is nice to to have this sort of like uh, reputation of brutality because it keeps oh, people yeah. in line. I say that with full pride. I barely comment, but when it's killing time, I'm there. Yep. You, you want to f- talk some shit? I'm going to be right there. I knew I was dealing for sure with an eight with Emika when we would talk about typing people. And he would call, like when you typed somebody, he would call it a kill. (laughs) You rack up a number number of kills. He would talk about a number of kills. You know, it's like. (laughs) Call of Duty? So dramatic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking kills, man. If people knew, like. Headshot. I try to appear. I try to appear like a somewhat normal human being in public, but if people, <laughs> but if, if people knew the kind of shit that we, we we talk privately and the way I refer to people, they were like, "This motherfucker is a terrible human." Where's being. Beth, by the way? She's in a living me? room. She's yeah, she can hear. She's here. Oh, okay, I didn't know. There are certain people that can completely derail any effort to be productive or yeah. to progress in any way because they just suck up so much energy, and so I've learned that. Not just myself, what affects me, but affects the people around me. That certain people have to be eliminated. Yeah. That's that's literally in order for us to progress and grow. Certain people have to be moved out of the way. Totally. Um, and there are a lot of people as we grow in notoriety that are going to want to you know get in with us. And that's, you've seen that happen. All the crazy people that want to like get in with us in some kind of weird way. It's like no, somebody's got to make sure that the progression in the direction we're going does not get derailed. That's me. Did you yeah. guys get Nancy to get me on here just to announce to me in person that I'm the garbage can person? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> is that what I'm garbage doing? can? I don't Her. understand. Amica is still assessing you. So. Got it. Got it. Brian's <laughs> Brian solid. Okay. All right. Got it down. By extension, you're solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I started the I started like the Gurdjieff group. Oh, that's cool going to those like meetings and stuff like that. And part of what they've been talking about, um, it, you can tell that like my group is like a beginner group basically. So it's still very much like a preliminary kind of deal. 
where every week we're kind of discussing like questions and you know whatever but part like a big part of the subject matter is like being aware of where you're leaking energy yeah yeah of where you're just like wasting like precious mm-hmm, energy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i've been it obviously it's like slow because i'm a nine so there's obvious like slow whatever there but as a social nine that's just like open to whatever yeah, yeah. there is like an there is an awareness that I am often open to things that I like know are trash, but second guess myself out of right, right. being able to like confirm that it's trash. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like all these weird side yeah. chats that have just happened in the last couple of days, I've been able to kind of practice that as like, no, this is clearly nothing yeah, shit. I care about at all yeah, yeah. is gonna right. happen in this. Right. Nothing I will miss out on nothing mm-hmm. by shutting this out. Yeah. And I also think a big thing for me in the last few years is that I've sort of solidified what it means to have the relationships that I want to have. Yeah. And when you have friendships like you guys hanging out with OD and the sort of insights and what a good time it is to spend time with those kind of people, the contrast is so stark that you're like, of the short amount of time that we have on this planet, why would I invest time in someone that I know is not bringing any potential of any of the, the connections that I, I've come to value now. And so I, I think, you know, meeting Beth this year and the last couple of years, it's just like made it really clear. If it's not that don't stick around to watch the fucking horror movie of the, sh- the shit bag of right. what this person is going to generate. It's not going to be good. You know, it's not going to be good and you don't have time to stick around to find out. Like you barely have time to, for the people that you do value right? and the people that you do want to spend time with. And just so seeing how valuable time with y'all is just makes it easier for me to say no, mm-hmm. to say no to the garbage. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to say like vulnerability to the social instinct, vulnerability to my dominant instinct. Like, especially as a nine, sometimes I still find myself in this trap of like, Oh, this person that I'm kind of aware means absolutely nothing to me is giving me some sort of like social like social gold star or something and then i sort of fall victim to that and i'm talking to these like i'm talking about these like dumb chats of people that like if i never talk to them again none of my like none of my quality of life would be missing and yet i still kind of there's still like something that i get from that that i'm like oh that's right Instincts are, in a way, like, over-identification with instincts is a trap, (laughs) is bullshit. That's right. I'm wasting my energy on nothing just because it's landing in my dominant instinct. They like me doesn't mean I like them. Doesn't mean they're a worthy avenue of my energy. Yeah, sorry. I just, like, hijacked that for You did great. I loved it. I loved it. You didn't hijack it at all? You were terrible, Alexandra. No. (laughs) Fuck you, Emika. <laughs> All right, thank you. That's the only I, right response. I do want to say something real quick. Like, yeah, um, yeah. finding the, in it, this group, like, literally changed my life. And then, you know, when I met y'all, it was um, literally, in all sense of the words, life-changing. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm probably in the darkest point in my life right now, just trying to sort through everything that's happened this year. And I really don't think, I mean, I think the odds are stacked against Emika and I anyway, just simply of how we met and then 
you know, immediately got together. But I really feel like that because of the work that you guys are doing, we're able to, you know, get through this and be better people on the other end. I can't imagine anybody else that I would be able to Mm. go through this with, but I do appreciate the work that you guys are doing. And I think that it really is changing people's lives. Beth, I'll say that like, we've had how many, what, like four or five, three, four, something like that conversations, the two of us of just like Mm -hmm. hashing out all of our differences. They've been some of the most meaningful conversations I've ever had in my life. I, I I really, really, really super grateful to be going through this with you. Cause like, I know that John and I were like six months apart, both mm-hmm. of our relationships. There's still just like stuff that every now and then I run into this corner where I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know. Am I insane? And then you mm-hmm. and I talk and I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. I feel the same way. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I feel so like, I hate when people say this, but I'm fucking blessed. I am too. <laughs> it's been really special and like you know david and i's call where we were both just like kind of confused nines being like how did everything happen to us like i don't understand it's been (laughs) yeah i mean a lot of the attachment work and like nancy we only spoke for a little bit when we were when we were up in uh like with you guys but even still there was like there was like a a resonance that I'm like, okay, thank God this, is, this exists. It's not just me. <laughs> I'm not just like insane. No, I'll, I'll say to all this that, you know, like I've been in the Gurdjieff work for a long time. I've been doing Enneagram work for a long time. But there's a certain kind of like soul work that you can't go like that I've not found elsewhere that like you can do a lot of this being work with the like the Gurdjieff work I think is really about but your personality is still trying to figure itself out in the world and I feel like a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about and the the tone of our podcast too is like you know I know we swear we make jokes we are provocative all this kind of shit but there's a certain level of like living in this world now and all the bullshit that comes with that this podcast is really good at addressing without needing to have the pretense of pretending to be something else. Mm-hmm. And that I think that we all really do care about inner work. We all care about inner development without needing to put on the facade of it. Right. And so like, like this year has been really difficult and like, there's a lot of stuff that just as a pure, pure purely hectad boy and a purely attachment girl coming together and like how pure our love is, there are so much shit that we've like, um, I guess, like, like put shells around that we're learning to un to open to and trust in each other. And it's like really fucking painful and really fucking real. I don't know anybody else talking about this kind of stuff. That's like not spiritually bypassing. Yep. Or you know, getting into some weird like one of the, one of the things that Alexander and I will criticize. Is like I see all these different like relationship accounts that are like relationship is supposed to be a safe positive space for you, and that's it. <laughs> and there's none of the real uh, alchemy of a relationship. It's yeah. like hmm. as soon as you start feeling your boundaries are changing, you should leave that relationship because it's not safe. And it's a little bit like like I don't know what the right thing to do is, but the the trend these days is a certain kind of like very safe. Oh, need to be held and accepted fully and it's like you need to be challenged in a relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i feel like those accounts and this is where i feel like the enneagram really comes in handy is like i i see those accounts now and i'm like they 
just want to stay in their safe zone. Mm-hmm. They just want to stay in their comfort zone and have the reassurance that the pattern that they have that's keeping them trapped is what they're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a weird confluence of this podcast, the content we've been making, and then these like different relationship transformations we've been all having. And uh, shout out to Tina Englert, who has been making transcripts mm-hmm. for the episodes. Oh, yeah. And I, I know I said that I would, I know I said that I would have the website up by now. And I haven't, but I just want to put this out there that I, I really appreciate the work that she's doing and, and it is going to end up on the website in the coming year. That's something at the project that I need to get done in January. Is she doing those like one by one? Like each time a podcast comes out, she's going ahead and transcribing it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a, there's um I haven't checked it in a while, but there's a folder that where she's been dumping Cool. episodes i mean i don't think she did it for all the big ones she did it for all the the significant ones or really popular ones like the object relations so i don't know if she's done every episode but she's she has been transcribing the show and i i also bring her up because she had said something gave some feedback on how incredible the podcast is in terms of us really you know going through our own experiences and living the enneagram living inner work and bringing others along that's been really inspirational to see people who are Mm -hmm. actually confronting themselves and having to see that on the pod there's not you're not getting that anywhere it's like uh people get a chance to not just encounter the most the accurate information but actually see the enneagram being lived Mm -hmm. and that's a big deal for especially for people our age because most people that are involved in enneagram like boomer age to see like young-ish people or young with a young mindset who aren't stiff but who do care about inner development and to take others along with that it's it's a real big deal it is a big deal and you know in addition to that there's a girl that i was working with um a while ago she's really young and i think she might be she reminds me so much of you, Alexandra, but she's only like 18. And I had mentioned the Enneagram and she really wasn't interested. So I ordered John's book and had it sent to her house. And man, she has been on fire about this stuff. So, you know, just it's modern and fresh. And I think it appeals to more than just the boomer generation. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I do think a lot of the hope lies and I can look at this like astrologically too, but like, I do think a lot of hope lies with these like younger generations with like ours and the one that follows Uh is there is a lot of like openness to first of all, what isn't working and then a lot of openness to like what needs to be done in order to make it work. Uh And like truly at a fundamental level, like there is like the societal sort of like political level, but I do think on a core personal and interpersonal level there's a lot more attention on like what isn't working what needs to happen and yeah hopefully we can uh it's the word i'm looking for hopefully we can overthrow this sort of like evangelical virus that is taking Mm. over and keep things potent and and you know serious it's already happening it's just it can be a little discouraging seeing just how fucking many um the numbers of Christians, like it's such a large millions of people that are just finding out about the Enneagram through the road back to you. But I also think that things are going to change. Like there's going to be another wave of people that have become interested in the Enneagram who aren't, you know, feathered to religion and are going to be looking for 
you know, some real ass people who are actually going through this stuff. And right. so, I mean, it feels like we're ahead of our time and the Enneagram world is kind of like a bubble of some like really sheltered boomer perspectives or professional whatever. The Enneagram is going to blow up in a big way. And people that are outside of those bubbles, like the relic, the Christian bubble, the professional boomer bubble um, are going to discover this stuff. And when that happens, we're really going to be the only ones that are doing it in a way that would be palatable to those kind of people. Um, my, my projects for this year, I have two and one is to get married to my sweet little, sweet little nine marshmallow. Um, and the other is to <laughs> do a pod, a Nancy centric podcast. So I know yes. I the last oh, pod, cool. but y'all need to send me, you listeners need to send me topics. Send me topics that you want me to talk about and I'll talk about them. Y'all have asked for Nancy, and now she's I'm asking you. I'm giving you Nancy. You better not reject <laughs> yeah, me because yeah. I'm never coming back if you reject me now. <laughs> never happening. <laughs> Y'all asked for Nancy content, and here it is. So fucking let her know what you want. Yeah, what do you want from Nancy? She's a triple yeah. attachment three. She will deliver. I will give it she to you. She will deliver. Oh, and she'll give you Bruno content. It's just a Bravo. Bravo content. Bravo! Sorry, Bravo! <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It starts with Cute a B. dog. Yeah. I think for me, like, next year, sort of stepping on the gas and doing more, uh, people are going to want more video content. So if we can get to the point where we can actually record a video podcast and yeah. everyone's got, like, good sound, I think that'd be great. And just, I have a couple ideas and things I, I would like to, do in terms of producing making the show more interesting mm -hmm. we did a lot for attachment this year there's still more <laughs> i feel like we're always going to yeah. be discovering more about attachment mm -hmm. make nines great again babe you know I mean, again we're, we've always been great <laughs> we've been great to ourselves right? we just haven't been great what did he say he said, we've said, been great to great ourselves. Again. They've always been great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so in 2022, David, what do you want to do with your work? Part of my problem in general with like finishing the book is self-pres stuff. So, and it's really, I mean, this is sort of a spiritual thing in a way where like needing to get past that um sense that i can't start or i mean i've already started it i've got fucking 500 pages but i can't really finish out what i'm trying to do with the book until i've got a financial like underpinning you know because i was out of work uh or the work was shoddy and spotty for the last year and a half or whatever and now i've got a steady gig but now i've got to do that fucking steady gig you know what i mean and and mm -hmm. so i don't i don't have the energy to be writing a book and there's just a general thing with self-pres that i can't do the extra stuff until i've got like this massive nest egg of capital underpinning under me and it's really difficult to get past that and either that needs to be there um in some way that's really obvious or 
um, or I need to get past that as a sort of like self-development thing where I, I need to get past that uh, mindset and that reflex because I mean my just like you John with your book that's a that's a part of your life's work my book is obviously and all of my ideas it's obviously my life's work and you guys know that I mean that's mm -hmm. I've got new ideas that need to be out there and they already are or are out there but they need to be mm -hmm. you know in a book form and so you know that whole everything I just described is is a big part of what needs to happen for me this coming year you know whatever the whichever direction that goes whether it's kind of getting past it as a as a self-development thing around self-pres or whether it's actually through things like basic financial stuff of like having a bunch of people you know um in dark arts where we're making money and it's enough to have an actual salary and then i can go finally breathe because it feels like you can't breathe when you're self-pres mm, you know okay. and don't have that um so i need to know that that's there or else I can't really turn to the book and turn and just get that done. You know, a big part of this is just laying out the David Gray ecosystem. You know, you've got the elements related to the laid uh, out on me instincts, and yeah, and you've got the Bava Chakra stuff and some of my other you know, ideas that, you know, a lot of our group is based in and the development of where it would go, where, where you, what you can do with that, um, is maybe even a second book. It's partly, I want that first book to just kind of lay out what the, what the, what the whole baseline is for yeah. and why it makes sense and why those connections that I'm making just really are resonant um as symbols and so forth so yeah. yeah fucking toss me some shit and give me a little bit of sense of what you like want expect yeah. imagine whatever like i know you don't as a like self social blind nine like don't always know where it's gonna go but like yeah give me a little something and then that then i can go from there because like as a social blind i'm also kind of like i don't know what the boundaries are and so if I get a little bit of sense of what's needed or what boundaries are, then I can kind of take things in my own direction. And yeah. And you can say, oh, that's shit or that's what I want. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I'll, I'll start doing that. Yeah. I'll You're going to need some help on Blast is really what it's going to come down to. Yeah. You know, like I'll, Blast. I'll help Blast. <laughs> I had a Blast. Yeah. And you know. David, in case you need to hear it, like people want your book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. People really want it. Yeah, we want to hear your shit. You know, everybody knows that you and John had a book in the works, and John's is out, and like people want both of yours separately because yeah. they're yes. such distinct flavors. Right. Like John has a very direct blast style, where you you have more of like a genie magician, right? You know, sort of like flowery style. Yeah. Both are very wanted and needed, so mm -hmm. don't yeah. lose sight of that either. Yeah. No. No. I. I. I know that people want my stuff uh <laughs> for 2022 emica what's up what are you wanting what are you expecting what are you hoping i think this year was kind of like uh i guess it's seeing around the corner 
for me anyway. It's just seeing, I got to see around the corner and I don't feel like I've really got the chance to really step on the gas. And once the path is clear, then it's a matter of how do we really focus and a lot of stuff has happened this year and we've produced a lot and we've realized a lot. And I just, at least it feels to me like we're just getting started. And so this next year is sort of like stepping fully into the path. Um, we're creating all this stuff and I just want to get really better at it. And um, realizing how little time I do have to do the things that I want mm-hmm. has gotten me even more serious about my time i mean like i've got maybe like a couple years ago i'd respond to these fucking random ass messages i get i'm not responding Hmm. no i'm not responding to you unless you obviously have something to add to the direction Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's every year i'm just getting more and more serious about what we're doing here and um the people that matter in my life and can't predict exactly what's going to go down and what we're going to discover but there is a certain level of focus that's um, intensifying, and I just want to build on that for 2022. There's just going to be more of what happened in 2021, and I, the only thing I want to be different is I just want to be more intentional about what I do with my time. I'd love to see some Emika Originals. Yeah. Emika Original content. Yeah. After seeing you teach on the Shift Network, it's... I mean, and you know, like not just that, but with this podcast and with the Dark Arts Academy, it's very clear you have the practical know-how to do whatever it is that you come up with. Right, so. right. I've been knowing that I, I at some point I'm going to have to, just even doing these talks, I'm like, damn, I could generate a lot of shit on my own. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> just really could. So I don't know yeah, what that's going to be. You got a little be. blast in you, I think. Yeah, you got just a, little a little blast bit. in you. Just a little <laughs> bit. That's another thing that may happen in, in 2022. It's it's one of those things where it's like things happen in sequence for me. Like one thing needs to the next. You not you know you know you can't predict exactly when uh one thing will spur you to, to the next thing. We've been thinking about doing typing videos or videos about typing for years, and then it just took the right influence to like oh wow yeah everything snaps into place, and it's like now we're out, we're gonna do it. And so I've known that I, I'm gonna produce my own content for years but it's like it's not something you rush and and when the right thing comes along you'll know it and so maybe that'll happen in this next year but i think i'm building up to that you know building the studio getting ready for video content getting comfortable with the podcast getting comfortable doing video stuff there's going to be a point where i'm going to release you know video content that i'm going to be completely comfortable with Mm -hmm. Um, i already know that i can talk my ass off but there is a production aspect of things that i know that i'm building up to something I can't tell you what it is, but it is going to happen. Good. Good. I'd love to, uh, I I still don't feel super confident about like my astrology skills, but I would like to come on and. Yeah, you should. Tell you guys what's up. I love that. I love that. Alexandra (laughs) has been learning so much about astrology and like no one else can apply the deep level of Enneagram knowledge that she has to astrology and seeing the link together. Yeah. So I'm trying to encourage her to, to own that shit. Do it. Yeah, I'll look at I'll look at the four of yours, and then I'll look at your all of your composite and compatibility charts and stuff like that, and see. Yeah, let's do that episode soon of yeah, the compatibility really one because that would that. be fun. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be fun. Yeah, I think it could be fun to see you guys um, do more dumb social things. Yeah, 
You know, that episode, that episode with you and Joseph, the more recent one, to me, that was one of the best episodes. It was like... It was one of the best episodes, yeah. It's like, holy shit, actual <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People love that episode. Oh, yeah. I, li- I listened to it literally like three times. Oh, so. my gosh. That's cool. Yeah. So I guess we're not so repugnant after all. Mm, no. No, <laughs> you're still... Little. No. Yeah. <laughs> all right, fine. It's a work in progress. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's, when it's one episode out of 100, or one episode... <laughs> Then, then it's okay. But any more than that, we we can't we can't disgusting, do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, we get these little social types on more. Yeah. Just talk social stuff. Too much dumb chit chat. It's easy to underestimate the social aspect of this whole deal. Of people yeah. just wanting to see us talk <laughs> on a weekly basis. It's still kind of like really people mm. like that shit. They want to see us talk yeah. about everything. Mm-hmm. So really? you know, like okay. companion stuff where we, maybe we were like did a live stream we were watching a TV show and we were commenting on it people would oh, yeah, love it we do more of that shit you totally, know yeah totally people would even eat just it responding to like social happenings or whatever like this is a bad example and you totally don't have to do this but I watched a some like astrology thing on Megan Fox and MGK mm. like stuff like that like dumb stuff like on the on the Christmas episode you guys did you responded to What's her face is uh, super embarrassing, like meltdown, mm, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. I think would be really attractive mm-hmm. to specifically like anything with social in the stacking. True. Or no. we could discuss um, Pete Davidson, how he gets yes. every single woman. Oh yeah, yeah. Every single typing. woman dates Pete Davidson. Exactly. Yeah. There was one. There was an astrology that astrology account that I follow. There was one on Pete Davidson and Kim K. So you guys doing like the Enneagram version of that would be really yeah would eat uh, it would up. Be really relevant and like very socially relevant that I think would would bring a lot of attention. And also, I mean, people do want to hear us four with the three fixers just be bitchy and catty. Yes, yeah, <laughs> people do want to hear that. As little as I want to hear it, other people want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like open invitation for you guys to just be like all four of you to just be like hateful bitches on yeah. yeah yeah it would be amazing people would love it <laughs> yeah people would my eat very it up. balanced and mature so yes with five wing yes uh fix <laughs> do, do people want it <laughs> do, 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 do the, does the public want this <laughs> is it sellable <laughs> <laughs> they want it but no, that's a great idea. Just doing more social, uh, talking about current events and pop culture bullshit. We should do more of that stuff. I forget that's an option of for topics. Social blind. Yeah. I could be your social lackey and just throw it at you guys. Like, hey, yeah. do this this week. No, you got to push it because we literally are social blind. I feel like some kind of like live stream or Twitch yeah. or some kind of thing would be Ooh, yeah, really cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. And I mean, like, there's such a wide breadth of content for you guys to cover. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you guys obviously lean intellectual and lean theoretical and lean, like, really informative, which is really great. So I think, like, something that could, I don't know, widen that. And again, this is, like, social nonsense, but I do think it is beneficial, is, like, the application of it in the social space. Mm-hmm. 
You know, yeah, you're like, right. Okay, now we know the information, and I think that's what Dark Arts is doing. Right. Like you guys have most of the people that watch the Dark Arts Academy videos also listen to the podcast, so they're right. getting like the lessons, and then they're watching the application of it. Right. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, that's kind of that's how you learn an enneagram is you apply it to your own life and you apply it to famous people that you're aware of and and typing them or theorizing about what's their what their motivations are. Mm-hmm. So bringing plus, people along with that in that journey, I think, would be really helpful. Plus, yeah. plus it's experiential, and that's a big part yes. of the enneagram. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And you guys are fun, and you're funny. And, like, I think, like, you know, Nancy has social middle, but still, none of you are social dominant. So there is still a sort of, like, pseudo blind spot of, like, you guys don't know how likable you are mm. as a collective group. True. Yeah, we and have no so, idea. like, having this, like, very niche charm that, like, absolutely is not anywhere else. Like, everybody's so postured and appropriate. So to have this sort of, like, nitty-gritty authenticity like all of you are for influenced sort of like bitchy vibe (laughs) like commenting on a bunch of social applications i think could be really like that's there's a gold mine there yeah yeah and you're all funny like especially when you shit on things collectively it's hilarious everybody (laughs) loves it and even if people don't love it it's polarizing and provocative and then more people come to it what I know from being behind the scenes with so many different Enneagram teachers and, and all of and them are whatever. shit. Sorry? I said all of them are shits. There's, yeah. there's so much phoniness and so yeah. much like pr- public buy-in of a persona. And then behind the scenes, it's all like fucking narcissism and pettiness and whatever. It's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, don't ever buy into somebody's public whatever. Yeah. And so, like, you, you can be really serious about inner work, and you don't have to have the public persona of being, you know, like, I, I do think there's something about representing the work, obviously. Sure, sure. But to pretend that you're not human anymore yeah. is actually a disservice to the work. It's a disservice to someone learning the work themselves. It's really and, the same as, as, as sort of the Christian community where you put right. on an act around being already there spiritually or some shit, you know? Yeah. Like, OD tells me that he, till this day, every month still gets at least one person who heard the two episodes he was on who ordered a session with him. And so I sometimes forget, like, how influential this show is because, I mean, the truth is, where else are you going to fucking go meet some people like us that are doing a podcast? Like... You know, that care so much about this stuff, but are also like human beings that are just being themselves, living the Enneagram. Yeah, it's if if I were new to the Enneagram and I found this podcast or Enneagrammer, I would feel like the luckiest person alive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Think about that. I mean, just like how yep. barren the, the Enneagram space is and looking around and how fucking lame it is and how inaccurate it is to find a group of like interesting people who really give a fuck on a serious level about this stuff, you would feel incredibly lucky. I, if it wasn't for David stomping around the five group, being an asshole to everyone, I would have been yep. lost in uh, Millenniagram, uh, <laughs> you know, Ian Crone, Suzanne Stabile oh. podcast world, Jesus. just essentially coming to the conclusion of a BuzzFeed quiz and then moving along with my life. Mm-hmm. 
So I want to thank David for bringing true love into my life <laughs> by being Aww. a bully. By being a well, provocative warrior cast nine. Thank you very much. Fellow warrior cast. Yes. Well, yeah, but for that's, real, that's why I'm like going to be uh, the officiating at the wedding, right? You are. That's right. <laughs> that's true. In, in Puerto Rico. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Imagine me as the priest. <laughs> creepy self pres sexual creepy. Nine <laughs> but on the, the pre- true magician. Just on the bridesmaids. Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay, now now you got me the invitation right there. Okay. <laughs> so your point, Emika, of like a lot of people like to be the luckiest person. You got to go through a lot of shit sometimes to see how lucky you are. Yeah. Like, I mean, sure. like this podcast is great. Mm-hmm. This is an, like, I hate everything. And I listen to our <laughs> podcast. I'm like, this is good shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like totally. under most circumstances, I would hate any podcast I was on. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I would but not it, promote my own podcast. No way in hell. Right. But like, <laughs> this is a great podcast. I learn a lot. We all learn a lot. And, and yeah, like, hopefully, uh, you know, people who have come here without a lot of bullshit, uh, like, not to be like, oh, you should really appreciate what you got, but to, to kind of like, to, to, to sort of see the mountains of bullshit that have come before this. Yeah. Uh, it's not a small thing. And how much bullshit there is still left is a really big deal. And so, yeah, this is a, like this is great that all this stuff is basic, is free. And it's like, you know, on the backs of years and years and years and years of working yeah. with this stuff, if the planet melts down and there's not an opportunity to like capitalize in a certain way, it's like at least this stuff is out there and it's not beholden to fucking the major schools of, <laughs> certification yeah right right yeah part of what motivates like doing this stuff is like just man i really wish something like this existed when i was learning the enneagram looking around it's like man it's like how many fucking years did i have to slug through garbage to just because I, i was trying to understand as much as i could but i couldn't because there was so much garbage i had to get through we were new to the enneagram and you came across our stuff, like how much time you would save and, know. you know, how much more progress you could make. And so, no, it's, it feels really important because, because I know that, I mean, look around, like there's no one really producing interesting, um, accurate Enneagram stuff, you know, even like putting out these episodes, it's like, I know that, yeah, people are going to be listening to this for a long time. I know I would be, yeah. you know, if I was into the Enneagram, so. It's important. Yeah. So, uh, anything else? I think that's it. I got a lot to listen to and edit. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but no, it's been a great year, guys. This has been... It has been. Yeah. Even greater than the first year. We've, we've made some strides. Huge transformations. Hopefully next year is not as intense. We can take a break and just like process all the shit that we just... Went through, but I mean, who knows, man? I'm just glad to be doing this with y'all. All All right, well, it's almost midnight, so we should uh, probably get off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But this has been good. And uh, happy new year to everyone. Happy Happy new year, guys. 
Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody out there who's been listening and supporting the show, and will continue to support the show in 2022. Thank you to everybody who's helped in any shape or form to make this show possible. We appreciate you. Even those who hate listen to this show, we appreciate you as well. Your oh, yeah. hatred is nourishment to us. <laughs> Thank you for uh, teaching our ideas that later on, like when people come to our podcast, they realize it, it was from. us. Yeah, yeah we appreciate it. Discord chat. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, guys. I love you guys. Yeah, Happy New Year. I love you guys. I actually love you. Yes. Actually, love you. We should, uh, this is a separate thing, but we should try to get together for New Year's next year. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I would love that. You should come to Amsterdam. That'd be so cool. Uh, yeah. Amsterdam. Amsterdam for New Year's. Drugs and chicks. Lit. Drugs and, and chicks. people. Lots of gay Chicks people. for David. Oh. <laughs> yes. Big, big horror orgy. Yeah. Mm. What has happened mm. to me that I just volunteered that? <laughs> yeah. You have been infected. (laughs) Been helping out her blind spot. How did that come from (laughs) Alex? Okay. She's she's been doing the work. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Deep inner work. With a capital (laughs) Inner work. That's true. Hi guys. (laughs) We're gonna do some inner work. So. uh, Yeah. Now my friends, I love you. All right. Good night, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.